This is the M6P with your hosts, Andy Kirby and Jared Mayo. Jared Mayo. My heart is pounding, my friend. Oh, are you okay? Should you go to the ER? I probably should, but I'm just really just excited to talk to you. Oh, oh, okay, phew. <laughs> that could have been bad, because you're like 14 hours away. There's nothing I can really do for you. Speaking of which, I do have to tell you a story right away. I was in a class over Skype, and I was using the microphone and the whole setup that we got going on here. And all of a sudden, I hear this crazy knock at the door here at the office. And I go, and I check, and no one's there, which is freaky because it's like 10.30 at night. <laughs> and then, and then uh, as, as I'm walking back to my office, the motion sensors went off and the alarms went off. And these are like pee-your-pants loud alarms. Uh-huh. I didn't. I didn't urinate. <laughs> However, uh, the, everybody on the other end was like, are you okay? What's going on? And they were all in Ohio or Michigan, so they couldn't do anything. So, But anyway, I turned the alarm off. That's not the point of the story. The point of the story is that long distance, me needing to go to the emergency room. It's the, oh, t- okay. it's the tie-in right there. But who was there? Oh, somebody had come in on the other side of the building around 945 and set the alarm because they didn't know I was still here. But then they just felt like knocking and then running away? Oh, no, it was the police. It was the police that were here. Oh! (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry, I left that part out. Yes, the police came (laughs) and started questioning me. And I opened the door, and you shouldn't do this when the alarm goes off. (laughs) I opened the door and said, wow, you guys got here fast. (laughs) Oh, oh man, I don't even know what to say. <laughs> anyway, how are you? I'm good, I'm good. How are you? I'm good, I'm good. And you are all dry and safe from the crazy flooding that's going on down there. Yes, we are, but it is, it is nuts, man. It looked bad. Yeah, they say that the, it's, a, it's a worse economic disaster than Katrina. Ooh. They aren't saying it up here. Uh, I mean, it's it's pretty rough. I, I uh, and it's like nobody knows how to help. You know, it's like all but these you're, thousands you, of people just don't have homes anymore. And, but you're so far. Are you so far away from the coast that you weren't really affected? And you're up on a hill, or what? It doesn't. It, it wasn't the coast. It was the rivers that go through Louisiana. Oh. Okay. And so we are actually far enough east that it didn't hit us but it was it's only like you drive about 30 minutes west and the whole town uh, of denham springs is pretty much underwater and everybody lost everything so gosh yeah it's it's mind-boggling so there was a um there's a family that goes to awana with us and they got flooded out in march if you remember um, that flooding, and then they just fixed their house and moved back in, and they got flooded out. Oh. Yeah. It's like, ugh. Man. Yeah. Well, I am thankful that you guys are, are safe and good to go. Thank you. I am, too. Very thankful. Yes. So, 
Should we jump into our sponsors? Uh, you had me read some fantastic literature tonight. Yeah, yeah, let's hit up with who we are, what we do, who pays for it, and we'll get to it. <laughs> All right, we are the M6P. It is a comic book podcast. We talk about Marvel, let's be honest. There's other comic book publishers, if you want to call them that. Anyway, <laughs> hit us up, the M6P, uh, on Facebook, on what? what is that nifty thing, Instagrams? Yep, Instagram crackers, you are correct. Right. Right, you can uh, you can email us at m6plc at gmail.com. Visit our wonderful and amazing website, theM6p.com. What else am I missing there? We are on Twitter. We're the M6P. We are also on YouTube, and you hit up the other things. Okay, and then uh, you can leave a voicemail, of course, at 616-755-TINA. And why is that? Why is that our phone number? Oh, well, it has to do with our... I'm going to go ahead and say your, but, you know, she's grown on me. Our, our favorite singer has to, you know, back in the day. It's the legacy of the show. Yeah, and we're going to bring back some Tina Awards uh, for the 100th episode. Oh, I can't wait. I can't wait. It's, it's uh, be- I, I've been jonesing for, uh, you know, all the, all the best. Uh, you don't need another hero, you know? That's Who doesn't need another hero? <laughs> All right, we are sponsored by DCB Service, discount comic book service, dcbservice.com. Go there, get your pre-orders, your single issues for 40% off. Why would you pay cover price? If you want trades, if single issues isn't your thing, then go to their sister site, InStock Trades. InStockTrades.com, dcbservice.com. Do yourself a favor. Very good. Do do yourself a favor. No one's going to do one for you. <laughs> We're also sponsored by Community Retail Partnership. You can check them out at crpsavings.com as well as Michael Webb Solutions at michaelwebbsolutions.com. We also have The Marvelous Box, which is sponsored by us, the M6P. And for $25, you can get a blind box of Marvel graphic novels worth over $100 delivered right to your front door that is uncanny if you will it's great deal we've we've got a an unboxing video and everyone that's got one has been floored with how much we were able to stick in those boxes yeah it's pretty amazing jared has gone at great lengths to uh get these deals and he's even uh formed some you know, some scary work relationships with the with some of these distributors. I, I you know, I'm not going to say you're going to Madripoor, but you know. No, but you know, we we love our followers and our fans, so I'm willing to do whatever I need to do to get you a great deal on a Hulk epic graphic novel. <laughs> you know, I, I was I've been looking for those uh those uh digests, those Marvel Adventures digests. Yes. They are unbelievably overpriced right now. I don't know what the deal is, if everybody's looking for them or what, but you were able to get me, I think, 13 of them each for about 2 or $3 a piece. And if you look on eBay, if you look on Amazon, they're like 8 bucks a piece. Oh, well, I should have put them on eBay then. <laughs> <laughs> well, lesson learned on that. Ugh. All right, so what are we hitting today? You had me read four books. 
Yeah, we, dealer's uh, Andy choice. and I are a little uh, discouraged with the state of the Marvel Universe right now. We're just not, nothing's really, you know, uh, poking our fancy, if you will. So we decided to just look at two kind of fringe X-Men books and just talk about what's been going on in them lately. I, I, I'm, I'm thrilled that you picked these two titles, actually. Yeah, I went with Old Man Logan and X-Men 92. Neither are really mainstream, gotta read to know what's happening in the Marvel Universe. I mean, heck, one doesn't even take place in the Marvel Universe. It's, in the, it's an alternate dimension. And then the other one is a guy from an alternate timeline. <laughs> <laughs> right, exactly. All right, which one do you want to hit first, man? So, yeah, let's kind of look at uh, Old Man Logan. We thought uh, we'd kind of catch everybody up on what's happened in the last couple issues with issue 9 and 10. That sounds fantastic. All right, so issue nine, Old Man Logan is after Lady Deathstrike. And this takes place over two different time periods, a then and a now. But I think the then was back in his own uh, reality, right? Yeah, when he lived in the Wastelands. I, so it was. it's kind of confusing, but it, it's kind of cool. And, of course, we have uh, fantastic art by Andrea Sorrentino. And the colorist, uh, Marcelo Miolo, I think is how you pronounce it. I'm not sure. But um, it, I do really like this art. So uh, Wolverine is under his guise of the patch or patch. And uh, he's getting the information on where Lady Deathstrike is. And long story short, after a bunch of bullets and a bunch of stabbings and broken glass and everything, <laughs> he, he finds out it is a trap. He goes to Lady Deathstrike uh, in the now and finds her all tied up. And she looks to me like Electra. Doesn't she look very similar to Electra in these? Yeah, yeah. I, for a second there, I was like, well, what is, who is this? Why is Electra in here now? But anyway, I, I had to remember. But then, um, <laughs> I did. I had to remember. I had to, I had to remember. That's not Electra. Remember <laughs> what you read. So then, in the then, uh, he and this Maureen uh, go to Japan at, in the Wasteland, and they run into the Silent Order, and it kind of culminates together um, because the guy from the Silent Order, and what is his last name? Sohi or something? I think I think we can go with that. Okay, Sohi uh, captures him, but he ends up in both the now and the then. So I, I thought this was pretty interesting, and I and I like the. It's called the Last Ronin. Um, should we just go on to the next issue, number ten? Yeah, we'll just put them together. All right. So then we. Uh, we find Wolverine, or Old Man Logan, if you will, awake in a well with a bunch of arrows shot through him. And so he climbs up the well using his claws, which is amazing. I mean, let's, it's, it's fantastic. It's good old Wolverine stuff. He gets to the top, and then he gets a bunch of arrows shot in him, and he goes all the way down to the bottom of the well again and then climbs back up. So it keeps going back and forth, but um, and he, man, he gets stabbed in the neck and everything. Ugh. So it turns out this Sohi, um, at the end, uh, Wolverine climbs out of the well and he says, okay, well, if you're going to face me and you're going to kill me, you have to kill all everybody from the Silent Order. Um, so he's standing there facing hundreds of these guys on top of a, a Japanese house. I don't know what you would call those things. I almost said dojo, but, I mean, it could be any house, right? Yeah. All right. So he's got his katana out and it's got the reflection of wolverine's eyes in the katana it's really cool what do you think about this though 
Ah, I thought I thought they were great two issues. They they kept my attention. They were they were really good to look at. They they seem to be self-contained stories. Uh, and I'm interested to find out what happens in the next issue. So for me, that's a good story. That's I would have fun. to agree. Do you, do you usually like the Japanese stuff with Wolverine? No, not at all. I've never been a fan of the Madripoor. <laughs> I've never been a fan of uh, you know him doing the whole Madripoor thing and, and the patch identity and fighting ninjas. Never been into that. But this is a different Wolverine. You know, this is Old Man Logan. Uh, it's kind of filling in. It fills in a little bit of some gaps from the original Old Man Logan storyline and then takes it to the current. And you can kind of see the dynamic of, oh, he's, re- you know, he's recognizing who these people are, but he's already, he had killed them before. And it kind of makes for an interesting uh, storyline and conundrum that, that Logan is, is going through. And you get to experience the feelings of, you know, what would it be like if, if one of your enemies you thought you destroyed, but, you know, your whole world turned upside down and now they're back. Yeah, I, he, he made a, a mention in there that this guy, so he is younger than he's used to, but old man Logan is older yeah. than the last time he faced him. I thought that was kind of interesting. I don't know exactly what the point is, and it sounds like so he has been trying to get Wolverine away from the X-Men without the X-Men coming at him. But mm-hmm. we still don't know why exactly, right? No, we do not. But I thought this was good. I've never been a fan of Wolverine in the Japanese time and even the Wolverine movie uh, in that air- geographic area. It's just never appealed to me. But this, I, with the art and, I guess, you know, dare I say it, the brutality of it all, <laughs> I, I, I am hooked on this. I, I do like it. It's a very distinct title. It, it stands out from the 90 90- to 95% of the other stuff that Marvel's putting out. And it's Jeff Lemire, and I, I always think he's got a good handle on the Solo characters, you know? Yeah, he, he does he does well with Solo. <laughs> yes, yes. Reading between the lines, I can tell that you don't think he necessarily does well with the team books. Well, I think you just, as, as a writer, as an artist, as a person, you know your strengths and places that you need to try and improve. And I think his strengths are definitely on Solo books. Uh, sometimes when you get too many people, a cast can often overwhelm a writer and it doesn't come off as well as a solo book with two or three side characters, you know? Yeah, it kind of seems like if you do a solo book, then you're going for themes and tones. If you do a team book, then you have to do personalities and, you know. And you have to make time for everyone. Right, and that's that's very difficult, extremely difficult to give yeah. everybody panel time. So, and where, speaking of, go ahead, I'm sorry. Well, where do you want to see, before we jump to the other book, where, where do you want to see this one go? Like, uh, just this, this story arc. Um, well, I'm interested to find out what the Silent Order is all about and how, you know, why they want to take Logan down. You know, why this bounty is on his head. Because we've met a million different uh, groups that want to kill Wolverine and here's a new one. So what's their their motive? And... For Logan to go from wanting to just utterly destroy Lady Deathstrike to possibly wanting to save her, you know, what what's that about as well? Do you think that Logan has uh, any recollection of death, of death of Wolverine? I mean, it's a different guy, but is there any animosity there? I mean, Lady Deathstrike had a, had a part to play in that, too, you know? Well, but he, but he probably doesn't really... He probably just knows that Wolverine died. I don't think he knows the intricacies. 
Yeah, I think you're right. Because he never, you know, experienced it either. <laughs> <laughs> right, except in Age of Ultron, right, where he killed himself. Oh I'm gosh, sure, sure he remembers that. Oh, it's uh, giving me a tumor. <laughs> <laughs> okay, man, you want to jump to the other book? Yeah, yeah. Speaking of large casts, we have X Men '92 issues four and five. Uh, in X Men '92 number four, Dracula teams up with what's left of the X-Men to battle Dracula's son, Alpha Red, the vampiric Maverick, along with the vampiric Red Guard and the other X-Men that are also under the thralls of Alpha Red. Storm makes a deal with Darkhold to restore the vampiric X-Men to their original form while defeating Alpha Red. And in issue 5, we see Cyclops and Jean are on vacation when they're kidnapped and transported to the future by Rachel Summers. She takes them to Mr. Sinister, where he reveals he's used Scott and Jean's DNA to make the ultimate weapon, Cable. After Rachel destroys Sinister, Jean and Scott are thrown to the timeline of 2099. This, so. this title is crazy. <laughs> <laughs> right? Talk to me. Let me hear why it's crazy. Okay, so like it's the fourth issue. I don't expect to see the ecstatics in there. <laughs> you know, I don't expect to see Chamber uh, in the X-Men 92 stuff. And then I don't expect to see Janice, who wasn't that uh, Guggenheim's or... No, it was uh, Gishler, right? Victor Gishler's yep. run on X-Men, X-Men number one, the the uh, Curse of the Mutants. Yep. It's, I was like, what in the world is going on here? Like, And just how cartoony and how... How much exposition there is, like uh, Wolverine talking about his healing factor and like while he's fighting, is just like is crazy. Like I like the colors, very bold and vibrant, but it's the art is strange and the the fact that you have the X factors in the danger room and then I don't even know what the dark hold is. What is that? It was some. It was a '90s thing. It was a Scott. Scott would probably know a little bit better than I. But it was some sort of uh, electronic program-like character. <laughs> so it fit. <laughs> right. And then the, I was the, probably the best part about this book for me was um, seeing, oh, what's her name? Guthrie. Husk. Husk. She's fantastic. I, I love that character. Not, 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 uh, what was the run? She, she lies with angels. I don't like that. Yeah, that was awful. I <laughs> <laughs> don't like that. But, um, where she's in the other stuff, but actually before, I guess, uh, she started going crazy a little bit, um, with, yeah. with Toad, right? In, yeah. Um, it was revealed that every time she ripped off her skin, it would work on a new personality and start to take yeah. away from who she was. So before that, before that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so have you read the first three issues of this series? No, I have not. Okay. Well, it sounds like you enjoyed the fun craziness, so you would definitely like the first three issues. So, but how is has this storyline been all the way from issue one to issue four? Uh, the vampire stuff. Uh, yeah, the vampire stuff has been going on, and it kind of finished up in issue four. And then issue five was a, a break, and then they're going to start with a, a new arc in issue six. Now, does this come out bi-monthly? No, it's a monthly title. 
and uh, it's an alternate universe. It doesn't take place in the in the six one six or whatever Marvel's calling it right now. Prime um, Earth. But if you but it's interesting. Like the books that were the successful Secret Wars books, Old Man Logan, X Men ninety two, Renew Your Vows. They're all they all have their own ongoing series now. Yeah, yeah, and, very uh, strange. Yeah, I mean Marvel knows what makes money and. Sometimes they know what makes money, other times they don't get it, but I, I like this book because, kind of like your craziness that you were saying, you don't know what you're going to see. You know you're going to see the, the, the core X-Men cast, but honestly, anybody is up for play. Anybody can be can make show up in the background or, or be a, a main character, you have no idea. And the cool thing is, those characters like Ecstatics and stuff like that, they 90-ties them, you know? <laughs> they, they put yeah. them in Generation X uniforms and and made them relevant. They uh, in an upcoming issue, I think eight or nine, um, Sword is gonna appear with Abigail Brand, and she's got like a a high ponytail, and they ju- they're just kind of incorporating <laughs> the culture as well. Do you do you you like this Storm costume, don't you? Well, th- I mean that's how I met Storm, you know. On a on a Saturday morning many years ago, dude, this the storm costume is fantastic. It's hands down the best one. <laughs> it really is. <laughs> I I think like the, I just like because it's a fun book. I like the exposition. I like that you know you can pay three ninety nine for a book and it's going to take you more than six minutes to read with this. Right. Um, you can see some of your favorite characters from all over the Marvel universe and all different eras of the X Men in this. It's like you said, it has a clean, clean uh, palette to it. It's got vi- bright, vibrant colors. It's 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 probably my favorite X Men book right now. <laughs> That's crazy, but good. I mean, you know what you like, right? Yeah, yeah. I I would, you know, I wouldn't mind if they really went with the '90s and put an artist like uh, one of the Kubert brothers on it. Oh, or, that'd be fantastic. I like it, that. It might not be as highbrow as as they're looking for, you know, or as uh, yeah, well, that's part of the thing is, like, you don't want to – you want to have fun with it, but you don't want to be a, a parody or mock yourself. Right. And the X-Men books in the 90s never had this sort of art. They always had the number one artist, mm-hmm. Joe Madureira or the Kubert brothers or Carlos Pacheco. But they're kind of – I think they're kind of going with a, a cartoony animation style almost. Is that to show you think that it's um, – I mean, is this an all-ages book or is this a teen book? Let's see. You know, I don't know. It's a teen. It's rated T. Okay. Um, do you think that's kind of to show that it's it's a less serious or or not in continuity? Well, I mean, they they establish that it takes place on a, an alternate Earth, an alternate universe. Yeah. So it it is what it is. I'm gonna enjoy it as long as Marvel keeps it around. I'm gonna keep reading it. So before we wrap up, what about this last issue here, with the Phoenix and Rachel bringing them to the future and everything? Yeah, I think this issue kind of solidified that really anything can happen in X-Men 92 because you've got all these this 90s goodness and you go and you throw in the whole Ascani stuff with with Rachel Summers and Cable and and then you you end it with X-Men 2099. Holy cow, I never saw that coming. <laughs> <laughs> I know that was that was weird. I looked at it and I was uh after they talked about the um, <laughs> that company, 
was it Alchemax? Mm-hmm. Alchemax. I was like, oh, you got to be kidding me. Now they're the 2099. I started looking around. I was like, do I know these characters? Do I know these characters? And I was like, oh, this is the 2099 stuff. <laughs> <laughs> well, those X-Men characters haven't been seen for years, forever. Wow. And whether they'll continue or not, because this was supposed to just be a sort of one-off. You know, I don't know what I don't know what is going to happen to Cyclops and Gene. We might not find out. We'll see. I was pretty proud of myself that I uh, that I recognized Blacksmith right away. Really? Look at you. Yeah, yeah. And actually, it was because of that um, the Avengers vs. X-Men or Cable vs. Avengers uh, <laughs> miniseries that Jeff Loeb did. Oh, yeah. X-Sanction. Uh, yes. Yeah. And even though that was awful, that's how I knew Blacksmith. <laughs> I was like, oh, I know that character. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So this was good. So next time I'll pick some books and we'll switch off. Yeah, yeah, do that, because I'd like to maybe, because I'm pretty sure we're not reading the same stuff. <laughs> oh, no, absolutely not. No, I wasn't reading this. I, I've been interested in Old Man Logan, but the X-Men 92 stuff, I was like, you know what, I'm just going to leave that be. But we'll, we'll grab some new stuff. It's, it's fun. You know, it's something that you can give to your girls and they would enjoy, or you can read it and have a good time with. You know, they're not going to know Dead Girl or You Go Girl or any of that stuff, but you can kind of enjoy it and they still think these characters are cool right exactly that's a good book so anything else before we wrap up here no i think we can put the uh close the book on this episode (laughs) okay all right well we are the m6p email us at the m or i'm sorry email us at m6plc at gmail.com visit our website the m6p.com and of course on twitter at the m6p Hit us up on Facebook, facebook.com slash TheM6P. We're also on Instagram and YouTube under the m 6 p And you can give us a call and be a part of our episodes anytime you choose. Just leave us a voicemail at 616-755-TINA. And of course we're... we're sp- I'm sorry, go ahead. You what now? I said we were sponsored by Dis- Discount Comic Book Service, dcbservice.com. And we are. Yeah. Right. <laughs> That's what I was going to say. Go there, order your uh, your single issues. Uh, you get your pre-orders in, and that's how they can afford to give you 40% off. Why would you not get 40% off your books? Amen. Why not? We're also sponsored by Community Retail Partnership, CRPSavings.com, and MichaelWebSolutions.com. We also have The Marvelous Box. You can go to TheMarvelousBox.com. Or our website, theM6p.com, and subscribe for a quarter at a time, which is twenty-five bucks. Or if you subscribe for a whole year, it's only ninety dollars for over a hundred dollars at a time worth of Marvel-only graphic novels. So ninety bucks for over four hundred dollars worth. Yes, sir. That's pretty impressive. And this is not like Jared ran to Goodwill or he's picking out books that he doesn't enjoy anymore. These are all brand new, never read trade paperbacks that are marvel only right on all right well until next time make yours the m6p